Hey everyone, welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I love our time that we get to spend together every week. Thank you for being faithful listeners and supporters and for starting this conversation with me in this new platform, a new way for us to connect. For those of you who are new here, I just led a retreat last weekend and I know that we connected about the podcast and I am glad that you've joined us. Hey, if you like this podcast, I want to invite you to subscribe, to rate it, to like it. And particularly, I think it's a great way to start a conversation with a friend. So if you hear an episode that makes you think of another person, it is so easy. Um, It's really much easier now (laughs) to share a podcast than it used to be. You can just click right on the podcast to share it and send it, text it to your friend, let them know about it. And I hope that I can be a part of your circle as you are pursuing living this like big, life of freedom and purpose, but also, let's be real, that's hard to do. And let's be real about the fact that there are a lot of obstacles and a lot of things that stand in our way. A lot of those things are internal inside of us as we are growing and becoming who we're meant to be. And some of that stuff is external and it's hard. And part of life is like really looking that stuff in the face and addressing it. And um, I'm grateful that you guys want to do that with me. So um, I'm excited about today's episode. I'm giving you a little intro so that you know, and then we're going to cut to it. I was actually out of town when I recorded it and um, got to share a little bit of my heart around this work series. So we are talking about work. You guys are talking to me back about work. So I've got some things I want to bring to the table next time. But I also want to let you know that next week, I say on this episode that this is part one of how to write a book. And I'm going to go ahead and put Amira from Brunch and Slay. This is a guest that we've been excited to have. She's going to be on next week. So part two of how to write a book, you'll have to hold on and you will be able to listen to it in in just a couple weeks. Or if you're listening back, then it's a couple episodes ahead. But as always, if you have questions for me, you can find me in all of your socials or you can send me a voice memo at Nicole at NicoleUnis.com. Okay, let's get into today's show on how to write a book. Welcome to Let's Be Real, a completely honest, entirely practical conversation about how to live our lives with freedom, purpose, and abundance. Popular author and communicator Nicole Eunice brings her 20 years of experience as a counselor, pastor, and coach to a real conversation about the tricky questions and tough decisions in life and how to find clarity in action no matter what obstacle you may face. Have a topic to suggest or a tricky situation you need help with? We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email or voice memo to Nicole at NicoleEunice.com where we might feature you on the show. And now here's your host, Nicole Eunice. I feel like I am in my first day of school because I've started a new, a new contract, a new engagement with a church um, that is growing in leadership and is interested in more developing in their leadership. And that's awesome because I'm always really excited when people are aware of ways that they want to grow. And I love getting to be a part of that. In some ways, it's like taking a little bit of my work with individuals, couples, and families and extending it to teams and kind of looking at how a team is a family and how that team functions together. And so that's been really, really cool. In addition to that, I love giving you guys all the the updates, like the first heads up, super excited that I'm going to be working with right now media again on my next book project. And y'all, that is a huge answer to prayer. If you are familiar with right now media, as many people who are in kind of following Christ are like, they are a powerhouse of 
content and really well done content in Bible studies, in leadership, in issues of our day. And your church is like sort of basically purchases a membership for the church and you get free access to kids materials. All of this stuff is out there. They're connected to the if gathering. If you're familiar with that women's leadership initiative run by Jenny Allen, it is huge to get to work with them and to get to learn from them and bring this message of my next book into reality for Bible studies. And also we're going to be using it in work. So we're going to have like a separate series that's particularly for uses in teams. So I feel like I have two new first days of school today as I'm doing this work, but all in all, like in the middle of that, I'm loving this podcast more and more as as a place to like reach you and serve you and be connected with things that matter to you. So this episode comes out of questions that you guys are asking. And I just put a footnote that while we're in this work series, and I'm really excited about where we're going with this in really practical ways. So if you have practical questions about work, like how to build a business, how to be an entrepreneur, how to get started, all that kind of stuff, I'm bringing on a coach of mine, like one of my business coaches in a couple of weeks and love talking about how to be productive, how to be your best, how to level up. So if you've got questions about that, I'm going to keep answering those. But today I really do want to spend a few minutes answering a question that many, many of you ask. Um, Two questions I get a lot are questions about being a woman in ministry which I just addressed somewhat on a podcast with Hill City Church called Stay Curious, if you want to go check that out. But the other question I get a ton, the more, more, the most question I get is, I want to write a book. How do I write a book? And I love that. I love the question. I love the heart of it, the spirit of it. Um, my heart is totally aligned with the idea that we need as many authentic, honest, powerful voices that want to bring messages of good into the world. Like there is not enough of those voices. This is not like a competition mentality. It's a collaborative spirit. Like if you have art in you, you are meant to bring it into the world. If you express yourself or find yourself using writing as an expression, then you are meant to bring that into the world. And I love that. So the fact that so many of you have that dream in your heart and you have a message that you feel like is appropriate for children, or you've got this novel in your mind or whatever, I love it. And I've chatted with you about your children's books. I've chatted with you about your novels. And particularly the place that I can lean in is into nonfiction because that's the kind of writing that I've done. Um, And I will say like, it is almost like I said, I said to someone recently, it's like asking like, you know, I don't know. It's like asking a family practice doctor to do a knee replacement. Like they're just different. They're different areas, writing fiction, writing children's books, writing young adult fiction. That's really different. And so I don't have personal experience in those areas. Some of what I'm going to share applies no matter what the project, because I'm basing it off of the framework that we just talked about last week about how you do hard things. But I do want to speak specifically about the work of nonfiction writing, nonfiction publishing, and where you start and how you get started. And of course, this is just for my personal experience. Everybody has their own journey. I do think that there are some things that are very similar, but also like can be really different depending on where you're coming from. So um, I just want to give you guys a few tactics, a few tips, a few things that I've learned along the way. And I want to start by just sharing my story um, because I think that's an important part of what happens with nonfiction. 
My first or one of my first mentors said that the reason people read nonfiction books is because they either have a question or they want to solve a problem. And if you think about the way that you consume writing or education as an adult, generally you're going to go seek out education if you have a question or if you need to solve a problem. Like, what do I YouTube? I YouTube, how do I unclog my garbage disposal? Like, I don't really want to know how to unclog my garbage disposal until I need to know. I don't want to like pre-know that. Very few people do. And so the same is basically true with nonfiction. Like people, they need, they want a question answered or they need to solve a problem. And the problem might be something practical and tactical like unclogging a garbage disposal, or the problem might be a heart issue. I was talking with a friend of mine who is a great writer and she was saying, you know, I feel like I found myself like in this season of mothering young children, like I'm looking for a companion, I'm looking for inspiration, encouragement. That feels very different than a YouTube video about unclogging a garbage disposal, but it still fits in the category of what problem, like what question am I answering or what problem am I solving? And that truly is the place that my own journey started with writing. I was... Um, doing a lot of student ministry. I was doing a lot of counseling. I had a teaching gift and a passion for teaching. And I really felt like when I was with my clients, particularly my young clients, I wanted to give them like a fresh, honest voice to connect them into God's word. And I was having a hard time finding the resource that I wanted to give these clients. And so I would go to the bookstore back in the days of the bookstore and I would stand in front of the women's section or the teen section and I would look at the stuff that was being offered and, you know, this cross section of stuff. And I was like, gosh, there is not, there's not a lot or really anything that to me feels current in the way that like my clients were current. They just weren't raised in the church, like Bible girls at the time, you know, and I wanted to like connect them to a resource that I felt like could help them. And as God would have it, like right at that moment, I was volunteering to, to lead a retreat, to facilitate a retreat. And we had brought in a author. And so I'm always drawn to women leaders all the time. And, and so I asked her if I could spend a few minutes with her. And she said, graciously said, yes. Now that I teach retreats, I'm like, holy cow, it is, <laughs> it is hard to teach retreats because you're just teaching and pouring out so much. So I'm really grateful to her that she made time for me. And we kind of talked for a while and I asked her about her journey of becoming an author. And as I listened to her, it just was like, she was just, she was so smart and so capable, but she was also just like a normal person. She wasn't Oprah Winfrey. She wasn't like, she didn't have this huge platform. She wasn't like coming at writing from already having a hundred thousand followers. She just, she was like, you know, gifted to write and gifted to teach and had a passion for problems that she was solving through her writing. And it just became accessible. Like this is possible. It's possible to do this work. And she looked at me and she said, the first thing that you need to do is get published, like publish something, publish an article, like try to, it doesn't matter if you get paid for it. It can be free, like write anything, get something published on a website or something published back in the olden days, there was actual magazines. In that last worship service, I looked over at one of my best friends and I said, I'm going to write a devotion for teenage girls. And she was like, I know you can. 
and it will take longer than you think. And in my mind, I rejected that. I was like, get behind me, Satan. No, (laughs) it'll take me six months. In my mind, I was like, I'll just do it. Like, look at her. She's up there teaching right now. It's easy. She just told me what to do. I'm going to be like right in devotion in, you know, six months. And my friend was like, I think you might like want to like think about it like it's five years from now. And I was like, what? You know, at that time, especially I have a little more patience now, but at the time I just believed I could like make things happen in an instant. I still struggle with time, but I really thought that that would be easy. So I accepted her like encouragement or her confidence, but I rejected the timeline and I just decided, okay, well, let me do the one next thing. Let me, let me think about like something I can write. And so I started looking and researching and understanding the style. And this is a very, very important part of being a published author, as opposed to writing for your art, writing for your therapy, even writing for ministry is if you want to be a published author, you have to realize that your voice can be authentic, but your style has to adjust to where you are, like what you're doing and where you are. And this has become a real life mantra for me in my own communicating, which is I need to communicate to the people that I'm reaching in a way that they are used to being reached. And that means things like looking at articles and looking at magazines and understanding the tone and the style of the website or the article or the magazine, and then matching that tone in the way that you would write. And so I started to try to do that. I looked for small wins, like, let me see if I can just write a ministry article. And I remember, oh my goodness, I was so thrilled. I got a little 200 word piece in a magazine called Discipleship Journal, which at the time I loved is not no longer in print, but I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. And I reached out to that author that I had met on that retreat. And now I'm like, yeah, that is a great thing to tell people because I think she had probably told that to like dozens and dozens of people through the years. And I don't know how many actually did it because it required a lot of work. And so I reached out and I was like, Hey, I got published. And she began to then sort of take me under her wing and mentor me a little bit into the process of the industry because I think she saw like, okay, she actually did it. Like she worked hard, she figured it out. And some, some editor somewhere thought, that her words were worth publishing. So that's my first piece of advice is if you're interested in nonfiction, first of all, you have to know what what big problem are you trying to solve or what question do you want to answer? Hey, everyone. I know you have a dream that you want to bring into reality. We all do. Your dream might, right now might be finding that right job. It might be finding that right pattern in your life. It might be connecting deeper into your purpose and experiencing more freedom in your life. And if if that describes you or you sense a nudging toward a transition that's coming in your life, I want to invite you to check out my free workshop on finding your purpose. This 30-minute interactive session takes you a little deeper into that crucial first step that you need to take and gives you a window into what it looks like to join a coaching group designed to help you bring your dream into being or take it to the next level in your purpose. You can sign up for this free workshop at nicoleunis.com slash find your purpose. Again, that's nicoleunis.com slash find your purpose. Okay, everyone back to the show. And so my big problem that I wanted to solve was this gap that I saw in teenage girl kind of work that I could do and a devotion that I could write. And I actually didn't end up doing that. And I still let it be so Jesus. I still would like to do that, but that ended up not being what I did. It wasn't, it just didn't come to fruition in that way. But what I realized as I asked that question, what problem do I solve? I thought, oh wait, I see even like, I see lots of problems 
And I see the same exact situation going on in any women's writing. I didn't feel like there was a book that I could access that I could give to the moms that I was, the clients that I had, or the the women that I was leading in ministry. And particularly at the time, um, I want to qualify this because I speak a lot about women's ministry, but even then I knew that God was calling me to ministry with men and women. I just didn't know how to do it. And I love women and I love women's issues and I love leading women. So I had no problem continuing down that path, even though I sort of had this like sense in the back of my mind that God would call me to ministry to men and women. Um, and, and my books have moved now in that direction. But at the time I was like, okay, women, I understand women. I understand the language of women. I have an audience. I was leading a ministry, just leading as a volunteer, teaching in a volunteer ministry. So I had content. I had problems to solve and I had clients in my counseling office. So I had lots of people to look at and be like, okay, what problem can I solve? Or what question can I answer with my writing? And a lot of times, like, if you can't answer those questions, you need to stay on this step for a while. If you can't answer those questions, I would just say gently to you that your desires might be more about you than they are about other people. Your desires might be more about you feeling validated or justified or like you feeling like you can put your name on a book or whatever than they are about the people. Like you've got, if you want to be an author who can reach people, you have to know who the people are and you have to want to serve them. And, and you can serve them even if your writing is memoir and it's, it's about your story you still have to write a memoir with your reader in mind. Like, what are you wanting them to receive from your story? And so when I am coaching would-be authors or spending a little time, you know, sort of set aside at a retreat or whatever, I ask that question. I'm like, who are you reaching? Like, who are your people? And, And a lot of times we need time there because really reaching your people means that you understand your story. You understand your brokenness and pain you understand where there's been redemption, you you sort of have a heart to move toward that. And, and that really behind the scenes was what was happening with me. I'm like, okay, I'm hearing this from these women that I that are my clients. I'm leading these women in ministry. I'm experiencing these things myself. And so I want to help us all go down this journey of like really experiencing freedom in Christ. And truly that's the only message I have in every book that I write. It just is different angles on what freedom looks like. Uh, freedom in our relationships, freedom in our relationship with God. And so as I began to do that and I realized, oh, wait, like my actual like message is freedom in Christ. Now let me think about what audience God has given me to use. And so I began to continue to just write those articles and, and lots of free, like free, free, free work wherever I could give my voice so that I could build a byline. And that, I remember someone saying to me, that shows a publishing house that you can work with editors, that you know how to be edited, that you are willing to turn in stuff on time. Like, cause I didn't have a platform. So I wasn't coming with like, Hey, here's my 1 million followers. Like they will buy my books, you know? And at the end of the day, that's what nonfiction publishing is about. doesn't matter if you're publishing in Christianity or in whatever wellness or your publisher is basically going to look at you and say, tell us how you're going to sell books. Like they're not going to sell your books for you. There isn't even bookstores anymore. I mean, the, what a what a publisher does for you is they give you support, they give you editing, they help you with content, they build a marketing team, like they have stuff around you. But at the end of the day, publishing is a partnership. It is you as an author saying to a publisher, this is how I am going to sell my own books. 
the reason that it's a long journey in some, some cases, unless you already have that million followers and girl, if you got your million followers, you better send me a direct message. I'll have you on the show. But for those of us who don't have a million followers, it's not about that. It's, it's going to be about who is your audience and, and how do they know you and do they want to buy books from you and how are you going to make that happen? And that's why publishing is a business. And like any business, you have to become familiar with it and you have to be research and learn and understand the players and be involved. And that's what takes a long time. That's just part of the process. And yes, is it frustrating? Absolutely. Is it frustrating to not know where to put your message? Sure. But that's part of the process, part of the way that you refine your voice, part of the way that you know who your audience is, part of the way you see like how God uses what you've been through and who you are to bless somebody else, to grow somebody else is by practicing. And the only way to practice is to get in front of any size platform, small or large. Like if your platform is a little Facebook group of friends that want to walk through a problem that you want to solve or a question that you want to answer with your work, then let it be a Facebook group. If it's a small group in your in your house, if it's a book club, if it's an online ministry, whatever that thing is that helps you start to know who your people are and know like, are you able to provide a problem that they need to solve or a question that they need to answer? You'll start to know who those people are and then you'll know like, are they going to be people who will buy a book? Um, that's what publishers need. They need to know that you have a way to sell books with your voice, with your platform, with your influence. So you've got to know, okay, what problem am I going to solve? Then the practice helps you find what is the voice? Like what's the style that I bring to what I'm going to do? And and one of the ways to understand style, and y'all, I'm not even joking about this. I would sit on the floor. I would pull out every nonfiction book on my bookshelf and I would read the first paragraph of every single nonfiction book. I'm like, what is the first paragraph? How does an author get started? And I started to see patterns. I'm like, okay, some, some start with a question, some start with like a personal story, some start with like a historical story, some come at you right away with like, this is the premise and this is like the problem I'm going to solve. And I, I started to be like, okay, what is my style? And then I would take, and I did this even with my last book, I would take three books that I really liked and did really well in the industry. And I took those books and I outlined them totally from beginning to end, like literally outlined all 20 chapters. What is this author doing? I wasn't looking at what their content was. I was looking at the rhythm, the pattern. What are they doing? How are they doing it? How often do they use a personal story? How often do they use an assessment? Or when would you use like an assessment or a questionnaire or questions as opposed to like narrative or memoir? So I, I started even now, that's still my practice, even though this will be my fifth book. Like I'm not done learning. I have tons of growing to do as a writer. And at the end of the day, though, it's not about the writing, it's about reaching my audience in a way that they can hear. And so it is about the writing, but it's it's for the sake of making sure that that voice is clear, that it works, that it's helpful, that it's practical. And and really that's what nonfiction publishing is about. It's about doing the hard work of the little steps of practice. Like I'm going to get a, I'm going to reach out to other bloggers or websites. I'm going to figure out where I can use my voice. I'm going to understand how articles are written and learn how to use tone. I'm going to learn what it means to write a query letter 
those are all resources that you can access online. Like it's all free. You can find it all. It's helpful. If you want community, you can go to Hope Writers. I just saw that um, another agency, a great agency in the Christian publishing world has started an author coaching. Um, you can find out. It'll, I'll put it in the show notes. So there's people and investments that you can make in the process. But if the heart of what you want to do is write a book and you don't know what you want to say or why you want to say it, start there and stay there. And, and even if you stay there for 10 years, <laughs> you, you want to know what question am I answering? What problem am I solving? Who else is solving that problem? Who else is answering that question? Is there a place for my voice within the mix of that? Like, how would I position myself among those people? Um, those are all questions that you have to ask and be ready to answer, or even to just like, maybe I should say, you got to be experimenting with that kind of stuff. You've got to be willing to practice and try and experiment with that stuff so that you know your voice and you know your style, you know who you're reaching, and you know how to reach them. And for many people that I've, I've spoken with, clients, co- people that I've coached, they've realized, wait a second, my message actually isn't best served by a book. And there's a weird thing about a book. It's almost like a marathon. It's like everyone wants to be able to say that they've written a book, like everybody wants to say they've been able to run a marathon. But there's tons of runners out there who don't run marathons and they're amazing runners. There's tons of communicators out there who don't write books or haven't yet written a book and they're amazing communicators and they're doing amazing work. So sometimes you got to stop and say, well, is the book, is the book, is a book the vehicle, the best vehicle for my message? Rather than asking, how can I write a book? Ask yourself, what is my message? And is a book the right vehicle for my message? Because there are many ways to communicate and there are many ways to teach, which is what nonfiction really is, is that, is that work. So that's a few things to share today. Just a few, a few things for y'all to think about, um, a place to get started. I'm going to leave this in the show notes, just a couple of those uh, resources that I want to give you, but that's a little bit of my journey. And I didn't really get into like the actual publishing process, but truly there is no publishing process if you haven't started at the beginning with these two questions. And we'll do a part two where I'll talk a little bit more about what it means to have an agent and a publisher um, a little bit later. I guess I'll do it right after this one. So yeah, that'll come up right after this. So between now and then, if you have questions, ask them now and I'll answer them next week. Thanks you guys for being here. Oh, one more thing. If this is getting you started, oh yes, this is how could I forget to say this? Um, if this is making you think um, about, wait a second, what is my message? And maybe even ask the bigger question, what is my purpose? What What is it that I'm gifted to do? I want to invite you to come to a free workshop that I've put together that just gives you a taste of some of the ways that I do coaching. And that workshop you can find at nicoleunis.com slash purpose. And I'm going to walk you through a couple of exercises. It's going to be me, you, and a journal. And I'm going to walk you through a couple exercises that can help you explore this concept and understand what that purpose is, which of course connects right into what your message is. So go check it out, NicoleUnis.com slash find your purpose. All right, y'all. It's been real. I'll talk with you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Be Real with Nicole Eunice. We'd love to hear from you. Have a topic to suggest or a tricky situation you need help with? Send us an email or a voice memo to Nicole at NicoleEunice.com and we may feature you on the show. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode.